0: Welcome to the FBCLB podcast, where you'll find the preaching of Dave Delaney, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Long Beach. Thanks for listening. Take your Bibles and let's go to First Thessalonians tonight. Stay standing. We're going to read one verse, First Thessalonians chapter 5. And look with me at verse number 18, First Thessalonians chapter 5. And verse number 18 tonight. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, and we're in a series here for the next few weeks about what it means to have a thankful life. So a life full, a heart full, a mind full of thanks. Look with me at verse, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse number 18. The Bible says, in everything give, what's that word? Thanks. thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You know, there are only about five or six places in all of the New Testament where that phrase, this is the will of God, is found. And this is one of them, obviously, that we can expressly say it is God's will for you and for me to be people who give thanks. In everything, give thanks. This is God's will for you. Now, I may not know what God's will for you is about what job you should take. You may be trying to find out what God's will for you is and uh, who you should marry. You, You may be trying to find out God's will for you on whether you should or shouldn't accept that promotion or what you should or should do with your children. But we can expressly, confidently say, this is God's will for every one of us tonight. Give thanks. Our Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd show us how this is possible in our lives. How it's possible in our lives to be able to give thanks. To be thankful. And in Jesus' name we pray. And all the church said together, amen. amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. I think I was probably in seventh grade the first time I learned this phrase. The phrase is muscle memory. How many of you have ever heard that phrase before? Let's see, you've heard that phrase before. Some of you, muscle memory is kicking in right now because you're at church, you're sitting down, and immediately you're feeling really tired. Muscle memory is kicking in. I was attending a basketball camp at Tennessee Temple University. And the instructors during that week, they showed us the the proper technique of learning to shoot a basketball. Bend the knee, ball on the fingertips, hand back, elbow in over the top of the knee, and just follow through. And so for hours, this is all we did. We just, without a ball, we just did this, just for hours. They made us when we got into the lunch line. They made us stand at lunch line while we were waiting to get our tray of food and just do this. They said, "Muscle, memory, and keep everything in order. Just do it over and over." In that week of basketball camp, we probably did that motion two thousand times in that one week of basketball camp. Just the same, and it felt really awkward at first. It was the same thing, just over and over and over again what they're trying to do is to get you to do a particular motion enough times that there's the, the brain builds a pattern to it where as soon as you go to do that one particular thing, it's almost instinctive. It's second nature. That's how we would say it. It's instinctive. It's second nature. It's just exactly what you do because the, the pattern has been set. That's the aim here in this lesson on being thankful people. Developing spiritual muscle memory when it comes to thankfulness. So notice what Paul says. Paul says, give thanks. See that phrase? Look at the verse, verse 18. Give thanks. In other words, be thankful. Now, that is not a new idea. Be thankful people is not a new idea. In fact, there's all kinds of, of well-substantiated medical studies that have found that as gratitude increases in someone's life, depression decreases, illness decreases, uh, there's a, there's a replenishment of willpower and confidence, there's a reduction of stress, doesn't necessarily make your life longer, but it makes your life better when you are a grateful person. So the idea of someone saying to you and to me, give thanks, is not a new idea. In fact, that's what all of the world is, well, at least all of, all of our world, is celebrating the entire week next week. Everyone telling everyone, just, hey, be thankful. Give thanks. Thanks. We teach our children these lessons. Say thank you. Your children, they got, when they were younger, they got a sucker or a popsicle or a toy. Uh, uh, what do you tell grandma? What do you tell your Sunday school teacher? What do you tell your, your school teacher? What do you tell that person? Say thank you. And we constrain them to say it. You can, you can get little robots to say thank you. But that's not what Paul is after here. Paul isn't after some kind of constrained, forced saying thank you. So, what's, what's being said here? Give thanks. It's not new, we teach our children to do it. It's even said all the way throughout the scriptures. If you read the Bible, it's not unusual to open one particular passage or another and find the Bible speaking about the importance of thankfulness. Psalm 7, Psalm 35, Psalm 75, Psalm 100, just to name a few. Say thank you, be thankful, give thanks, praise the Lord. So Paul is not introducing a new idea He's simply adding his voice to the long and large choir of people who say we should be giving thanks. But I want you to notice what Paul is specifically saying. So I want you to see what Paul is saying that the world isn't saying. I want you to see what Paul is saying that is new for us. Notice, in everything give thanks. So the exhortation, the commandment, the challenge from Paul is not just, you know what, be a person who is grateful because life is better when you're thankful. No, Paul is just saying that. Paul is saying even when life is bad, in everything, give thanks. What, what What is it that prevents us from being thankful people? Well, probably more than anything is the circumstances that we find ourselves in. We, we find ourselves saying, well, I, I can't give thanks because fill in the blank. I, I can't give thanks because I'm lonely. I can't give thanks because I'm overwhelmed by a particular sense of loss or i can't give thanks because i've i've uh, experienced some disappointment some failure in in my life or or maybe i've experienced a disappointment or failure as a result of what somebody else has done and so i can't give thanks because of this particular situation in fact if paul had said give thanks most of the time we would we would say okay we can do that If if Paul had said, "Give thanks at the good times," we would say, "Check, count me in for that one." Now Paul says, "Give thanks." Notice, in everything. I want you to notice a word though, in everything. So circle that first word, in everything. So so Paul is not saying that you and I should give thanks for everything. It's it's nonsense to say that we are thankful for trouble. We're thankful for a bad diagnosis. We're thankful for difficult situations. Paul is not saying that you and I have to be thankful for. What Paul is saying is we are to be thankful in. In the trouble, in the circumstance, in the difficulty, in the trial, you and I can give... Thanks. Give thanks. What prevents us from giving thanks? Well, more than anything, probably our circumstances. But let me give you a second thought. What prevents us from giving thanks? Second, our feelings. Did you know that nowhere in the Bible are you told to feel thankful? Nowhere in the Bible are you told feel thanks right now. Feel gratitude right now. No, we're told, give thanks. You know why? Because feelings come and go. Our feelings are affected by all kinds of things. Our feelings can be affected by the weather, by the temperature, by by the functioning of our bodies, Our feelings can be affected by how much rest we got the night before. Our feelings can be affected by how the stock market is going. Our feelings can be affected by a variety of things. Giving thanks has nothing to do with your feelings. In everything, give thanks. What keeps us from being thankful? Well, most of the time it's the circumstance, the situation that we find ourselves in, which is dictating or directing the feelings we have. And because we aren't feeling thankful, we don't give thanks. And Paul is Paul is calling us to something completely different to that. Paul is saying, in everything give thanks. Even in that thing, give thanks. You know, the word everything is a a very interesting word. The word everything in the Greek, what it means is everything. See how that works? Even that thing, that one thing you have in your mind right now, even that thing, Paul is saying in that Give thanks. Not not because of the situation. I'm not giving thanks for the situation. I'm giving thanks in the situation. Why? Why in difficult or hard or stressful situations are we being commanded to give thanks? Well, Well, he tells us in this text. In fact, skip down a little bit. Look at verse number 23 of 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23. And the Bible says... And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who is faithful is he that calleth you who will or who also will do it. Give thanks in everything. Why? Well, because God is in charge of everything. That even though his hand may be hidden, his rule is absolute. God is the one who is in control. God is the one who is directing and guiding and leading and bringing. It is God that is doing this. And what is God aiming at in all of these circumstances? What is God's goal in all of these circumstances? What's God trying to do in all of these things? Notice he tells you he's trying to sanctify you, verse 23. He's trying to sanctify you wholly. He's trying to be sure that your spirit, soul, and body are preserved blameless. That he is doing the work, verse 24 he is doing the work that he has set himself to do in our lives. Sometimes we face difficulties, we face suffering, we face hardship, we face terrible situations. But we can be certain that even though we face those situations, God is completely in control. And what God is doing in us in those situations is he is conforming us to the image of his son. He is preparing us for the day that we will stand before him. Notice what he says. So that you will be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So God is God is not about his work in the world just making sure that he gives us the government that we think is best. God is not simply at work in the world making sure that our family stays intact. No, no, no. God is at work in the world doing what? Conforming us. Conforming you individually, conforming me individually, conforming us corporately as a church conforming us to the image of his son so that one day when we stand before him face to face when we see him we will be made into all he has intended us to be Paul says it a different way later on he says in second Corinthians chapter four he says for all things are for your sakes that the abundant grace might be through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. All things are for your sake, which will bring thankfulness in us. It will create, will raise up thankfulness in us. We can be Thankful in everything, and people around us will see our thankfulness and will glorify God. We'll glorify God as a result of it. So the exhortation is in everything, give thanks. Now here's what you need to know, that the exhortations of the Bible are never there without the enabling of the Bible. I'm going to say it again, write it down. The the exhortations of the Bible are never there without the enabling of the Bible. So he says, give thanks. Be thankful. In the situation that you find yourself in, be thankful. Well, I I don't feel thankful. Well, that's not the question. The question is not feel thankful. The question is, or the exhortation is, be thankful. Give thanks. And God is the one who enables thankfulness. You say, well, my, my circumstances are bad. We understand that. But it is God who is controlling the circumstance... It is God who is conforming us into the image of His Son through that circumstance. And it is God who is quickening us that through tears and through pain and through disappointment, through the loss of a business, through the collapse of a relationship, through some unmet expectation, whatever it may be, you and I can be thankful. We can give thanks. How? Notice what he says. In Christ Jesus. So, here's what he says. Give thanks. This is God's will for you. Yeah, but I'm going through something bad. Well, Paul says, okay, well, let me qualify it then. In everything, give thanks. This is his will for you. And the argument comes back to Paul that says, well, how can I do that? How can I possibly give thanks in everything? And then Paul says at the end of the qualifier, because you're in Jesus Christ. In Christ means that there was a time when you were not in Christ. There was a time when you were out of Christ. So as a result of having put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, it means that we should be thankful. The the result of an action that was completed in our past means that there should be some continuing condition today. So because We were in Christ. We were placed in Christ in our past. When you were saved, you were placed in Christ. Christ was placed in you and you in him and him and you're abiding in him. He's abiding in you. And Paul is saying, as a result of the action in your past of being placed in Christ, that action has a condition. It should have a result. There should be an evidence of that in your life today, which is what? Thankfulness. So, 22 years ago now, I said to my wife, for better, for worse. It was for worse, just so you know. For richer, for poorer. It was for poorer. It's always for poorer. In sickness and in health, forsaking all others, I keep myself only for you so long as I shall live. It was 22 plus years ago now, I said that to her. So imagine she comes to me this, the end of this week, and she goes, you m- remember those things you said 22 years ago? Do, do, you still, do you still mean it? Do you still believe it? And imagine if I said to her, that was 22 years ago. We're going to really talk about that right now? We're not not moving past that? Come on, get over that. That was 22 years ago. I mean, a lot has happened in 22 years. How many of you would go, that's not a good answer for a husband to give in that moment. That's about the worst way you could handle that question. Why? Well, because an action in the past, 22 years ago, has a result on the current situation today. Because of an event that took place in the past, there is a condition for the present. That is what Paul is saying. Because you are in Christ... Then you can, because of this, you can in everything give thanks. This is the will of God for you. You see, the the cry of the world at times like thanksgiving is say thanks, give thanks, be thankful even if you're not thankful. Say thank you, even if you aren't thankful. The cry of morality, the cry of ethics says, be what you are not. Be thankful, even if you aren't thankful. The call of Christianity says, be what you are. You are in Christ, so be what you are, thankful to be in Christ. The call of thankfulness is not being issued by Paul as if you were just walking down the street seeing people saying look at the city you live in you should be thankful for that look at the nice clothes you have you should be thankful for that look at look at all the good toys that you enjoy you should be thankful for that look at the nice house you have you should be thankful for that look 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 you're you're a nicely put together person you should be you should be thankful for that Paul isn't Paul isn't issuing this exhortation like that Paul is issuing this exhortation specifically to who? To Christians. Christians above everybody else. Christians and no one else can in everything give thanks. Because Christians are in Christ. Do you know why it is that there are so many people who are absolutely frustrated and depressed and full of anxiety at this time of the year? You know this season, this season, the holiday season from Thanksgiving to Christmas to the New Year, the amount of people that experience depression or anxiety or loneliness Thoughts of suicide. You know, it it goes up by leaps and bounds at this time of the year. Do you know why? Because there's an exhortation on them. Be thankful. But there is no enabling in them to do it. Be what you're not. Be thankful, even if you aren't full of thanks. And they cannot. But the Christian receives the exhortation, give thanks in everything. And the Christian is then enabled to give thanks in everything because we are in Christ. Some people cannot give thanks in everything quite simply because they are not Christians. They don't have the power of Christ in them. They do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them. They have never received Christ as their Savior. And so they are absolutely stuck. They're stuck in self pity. They're stuck in self righteousness. They're stuck in self abasement. They're, self, they're stuck in self-aggrandizing. they got to find all of these other things that occupy their mind. they got to tell everybody how good they are instead of just being full of thanks. So, so I want to tell you this. Unless you have received Jesus Christ as your Savior, you have no enabling to do what Paul has just called us to do. But if Jesus Christ is your savior, then we of all people can do what Paul is calling us in his word or in the word of God to do. As children of God, we can be full of thanks. Why? Well, namely this, because as a Christian, if you are saved, if you are in Christ, then you have already admitted what you are. So you can stop pretending to be what you are not. As a Christian, you're free to finally admit what you are. This is what terrifies the world. This is the one thing that none of us want anyone else to find out about us. We do not want them to find out who we really are, the thoughts we really have. We want people to think that we are people who have it all together, but we do not have it all together. We we want people to think that we are people that do not struggle, but we do struggle. We we want people to think that we 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 have it made in the shade drinking lemonade, but we do not. And we're afraid to admit it. But Christians have admitted it. I'm a sinner in need of a savior. I need God's grace and mercy and love in my life. I cannot earn it. I do not deserve it. We are free to admit what we really are. And the moment that you have admitted that you're a savior in need, that you're a sinner in need of a savior, the Bible says that when we turn from our sin and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, his spirit moves in, takes up residence in our heart. And that's understood in the Bible as being in Christ and Christ in us. Not as what Paul is talking about right here. In everything, give thanks. This is the will of God for you. This is the will of God concerning, listen to it, you. So how do we practically do this? How do we practically do it? I think you got some notes at the end of your, at the end of your lessons. It's very practical here. But let me remind you of one verse, actually. I'm looking down at my notes and, and, and seeing it, and I want to show you. Paul has said this in other places. Colossians chapter two. You should write that right next to 1 Thessalonians chapter five, verse 18. Colossians chapter two, verse six and seven. Paul says this exact same idea. Colossians two, six and seven. And in that verse, Paul says this, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus, the, our Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, and as ye, have been, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. You hear what he's saying? He's saying the same thing in Colossians 2 as he said in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. He's saying, as ye have received the Lord Jesus, as you are being built up and established in your faith, as you are living out the sanctification process, Do it with what? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Okay, four things. Write this down. Number one, how do we do this practically? How do we give thanks in every circumstance, in every situation, all the time, in everything? Here we go. Number one, celebrate. Celebrate. Celebrate the grace that you see in your life every day. Find ways to celebrate God's grace. Adrian Rogers said it like this. When you see grace, say thanks. When you see grace in your life, say what? When you see grace, say thanks. thanks. Celebrate. Make a big deal about it. When you see grace, say thanks. Wow, look what happened. That... Look what the Lord gave me. Look what the Lord did for me. Look how this happened. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Celebrate it routinely every day, in a variety of ways, all throughout your day, dozens and dozens and dozens of times. And the Bible says God's mercy is new every morning to us. So it, if you're not seeing grace in any other way throughout your day, you should at least see the grace and mercy of God at the beginning of your day, the fact that you woke up this morning. Did you say thanks for that? Did you wake up this morning and go, thank you, yes. Or did you wake up this morning and go, no, no, no. It can't be over already. That's how most of us get up. Did you walk to the coffee pot, pour the coffee, sip a coffee, peacefully looking out the window at the brisk, cool morning and go, Thank you. Thank you. That's how you celebrate the grace of God. When you see grace, say thanks. Number two, pray. And maybe you go, wait, what? Really? Pray? Yeah, if we're gonna learn to give thanks in everything, there are some things that are difficult. There are some things that are tough. There are some things that are are hard to go through, hard to experience. There are some disappointments or temptations or struggles that we face in this life. What should we do with those things? Well, we should make them a matter of prayer. We should take them to God who hears and answers our prayer. And aren't you glad that you can talk to God honestly about whatever you're feeling? You can talk to God honestly about your your struggles or your complaints or your sorrows or your questions that's what the entire book of psalms is psalms is an entire book of david taking his emotions and his feelings and pouring them out to god so how do i how do i give thanks and everything celebrate when i see grace i say thanks number 2 pray 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 about everything pray about that situation that you're currently going through number 3 Give. You say, I knew it. The pastor was going to bring up money. I knew he was going to bring up money. The trick, it's always a trick. No, no, no. It's not a message about generosity. It's just, I don't know a better discipline that creates gratitude and thankfulness in our lives than giving. Giving people are grateful people. And grateful people are giving people. Givers become grateful. That's what he says, right? Give thanks. Give it. Give thanks. A solution, the solution to increasing the gratitude, the thankfulness in our lives, celebrate grace. When you see grace, you say, thanks. Pray about everything. Take it to God. He can handle it. Pray about it. In everything, pray about everything. Three, give. Find ways to be generous. Find ways to give of your energy, of your resources, of your time. Find ways to give. Number four, last one. Obey. The practice of expressing gratitude fuels obedience. And too, too many people find themselves self-centered or stingy. They don't want to obey God in the areas that they know God is speaking to them in. They don't find obedience to the Lord a delight They find obedience to the Lord burdensome or heavy. You want to be full of thanks? You want thankfulness to be the muscle memory of your spiritual life? Or do you want to strain every time you're forced to say thank you to God when you go through a difficult situation? Well then these are the practices that we must put in place. Celebrate. When you see grace, say thanks. Pray. Pray about everything, in everything. Give. Be generous. And obey the Lord. And when you and I do that, we find the enabling of the exhortation. That we in everything give thanks. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Personal pronoun is how it ends. This is God's will for everybody out there. All y'all be thankful. No, that's not what He's saying. He's saying, "You, me, yeah, you." The "you" there, the personal pronoun, same exact Greek word used earlier when God talks about how much He loves. You, How much he thinks of you. How his thoughts are directed to you. We like like that idea. We like the personal nature of God as it relates to good stuff that flows our way. We don't like the personal nature of our relationship with God when he tells us in everything... All the time and in all things, we should be giving thanks to God. And we can do that because we're in Jesus and Jesus is in us. And when we do, we grow spiritually. How is your spiritual muscle memory in the area? of thankfulness.